Hey guys, and welcome to Messy Minds. How are you this week, Chelsea? I'm wonderful. Yeah. I am. Well, I'm about to have my first day off in this month. It was a crazy, crazy holiday weekend. Being a florist during Valentine's Day, I didn't realize like how bad that was going to be. But, uh... People really still like uh, giving flowers and chocolates and teddy bears and shit to their significant others. Romance isn't dead. It's not. Oh. Well, Whose voice that? is that? That's a. Ladies and gentlemen. Let us introduce to you my other best friend, Carolee. Carolee! Hi, Carolee. No one will remember it, but that's okay. No one will remember it We'll remember it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Gosh. So, I've known Carolee since, uh, what was it? Was it junior year of high school? Junior year we met, but we didn't really become friends until somehow after we graduated. Yeah, I think I randomly texted you one day because <laughs> you, I thought that you were, like, the coolest fucking person in high school. I don't either. Now that I know you. Just the truth, straight facts. <laughs> I was just the most awkward. So like after high school, I texted you and I was like, hey, let's go get coffee. I just and remember then, you showing up at my house, honestly. Yeah, it was just kind of I don't remember a text. No. I remember a knock knock no. knock and you're at my door and you're little <laughs> no, I definitely little, texted you first. Honda truck, whatever it was. Oh my god, I remember the truck. It was a Mazda. Oh my god, the fucking dinosaur. Oh god, such great times. It was a 2003. Such... It was a dinosaur. It was truck. my favorite car. I love that truck. Uh huh. That truck. So many good stuff. times, man. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how many times we had to pull over on the side of the road to dump the lining, like, in a parking um, lot? I remember you getting a brand new gear shift right before our trip to California, <laughs> and you had to oh break it in God. on the drive. <laughs> I stalled so many times. It took twice as long. <laughs> that truck had, like, nine lives. Oh, 100%. Until oh. it was done, then it was done. It was taken out by some what did we name your truck? little piece of shit. I God. Was it Carmen? I think it was Carmen. Nah, we had a butchier mm. name for your truck. <laughs> no, that was my Camry. Oh, God, the Camry. <laughs> my metal Carmen death trap. No, the truck had a different name. I don't remember. Because my truck was Roxanne. Roxanne. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Roxanne. I don't remember what I named my truck. You had a name for your my first car was named Emerald. It was your baby. Because she was Emerald Green. Emerald what color was your truck again? Blue. Navy blue. Dark blue. Dark blue, dark blue. It might have been crystal. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it might have been crystal. That sounds familiar. She was a bitch. Crystal? I think that's why we She named had crystal. a boss ass sound system, though. <laughs> Like, if I could have anything back, it would be that sound system. I remember driving to, what was it, Ne Was it Needles? Is that the name of the town? Mm-hmm. The ghost town? Yeah. Beatty. Blasting. We Beatty. drove to Beatty. 
blasting fucking fearless. And it was like a harvest moon, and it was like 3 a.m. And we were like, let's talk to ghosts. And then we got there, and we were like, we're kind of scared. Let's go home. (laughs) That was so scary. There were definitely ghosts. Definitely ghosts involved. Let's download an app on our 2014 iPhones. Because we took took two whole weeks of an astronomy class. And then that we dropped out of. That guy was fucking crazy, though, a little bit. He was. He was super crazy. What good times. So, Carolee is the girl, if you remember from the friendship episode, if you've been listening for that long, she's the girl that I spent every single day with. Uh, for, like, four or five years. Yeah, it was a very long time. Mm -hmm. We spent Mm -hmm. every moment together. Pretty much lived in my house. Yeah, pretty much. House sat my house. I did. The only time you were out of the country, I was still at your house. Keeping the ghost company. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I remember the ghosties at your house. Yeah, the ghosts definitely haunted me. My mom still lives there. Really yeah, but it's like a lot calmer now. I think they kind of. I think he's trying to move down. He's kind of put a lot of energy into letting him pass on yeah. peacefully. Yeah, that's kind of good, honestly. Yeah, you can only Efrain. stay. His in... name was Efrain. That was our neighbor who haunted our house. Yeah, you can only stay in limbo for so long. Yeah, and then I think once all of us moved out, she was kind of like, okay, you have your fill of good, what's good that? times. What's that? Um, what's that place in between? Purgatory. Purgatory. Thank you. I always forget the name. It's a hard one to remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 I, I think remember. she let him hang out while we were all still there. Because we know he was very depressed. He killed himself. He had a lot of... He was very lonely. Mm-hmm. And I think he found comfort in how loud our house was. And then once lots we of all, energy, lots of kids. Mm-hmm. Lots of and then once we all moved out, I think my mom was kind of like, okay, it's time to... Yeah. It's time to move on now. My gosh. So many memories at your house. Oh, God. I remember Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Bree's first wedding. Oh my god. Yeah. What? Yeah. Prom. Prom. Oh god. I wish I could forget it. (laughs) Eating hot cheetahs in your bed. I miss that bed. Satin cheats are overrated. They are. Let's just throw that in there. They always pop off the edges. And they retain way too much heat. Oh yeah. They, like, sl- slick. If you're, like, a furnace, it's never going to work out. I'm like, always way too hot to be under blankets. Yeah. For flannel sheets. Even though they get equally as hot, but yeah. if you just have the flat sheet on top of you, it's perfect. Window oh, open, yeah. flat sheet, fan on. Yeah, no hey. blanket. Yeah. Perfect. No blanket. Nope. No it keeps you just warm enough. Yeah. The flannel. Light like mm-hmm. blanket. This is a stupid conversation. No, this is real life, though. Okay, well, so we all watched a comedy bit. Docu-series. Oh, wait. Comedy series? It was, yeah, by Daniel Sloss. He is an awesome comedian. Scottish? He, Irish? Irish, I think. Yeah, I think he's Irish, yeah. So, I'm sorry if we are wrong. Uh, we're not very educated. I'm pretty sure it. we're right. As somebody who's like 90% Irish, I'm okay, pretty Google. sure we're right. Yeah. But we digress. <laughs> so he starts talking about. In his special Jigsaw. Yeah, on second Netflix. episode. Second episode. He starts talking about how life is all about 
Building your jigsaw. Building your jigsaw puzzle. It's all made up of puzzle pieces, and we kind of put things together. We start on the outside and work our way in. What did you say the four corners were? Family, friends, hobbies, and work? Yeah. Yes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's start with why I wanted to have Carly on this episode in the first Roast place. Again. <laughs> uh, so he starts out his special by talking about how everybody's been in that relationship where you like fall out of love, fucking hate. Like you don't hate the other person, but you don't like anything about them, and you're like, and you secretly wish away. they would just like die. Oh my god! Like things would just be easier if they would just die, and it's like, yeah, we've all. We've all had that thought, that horrible fucking thought. That it's if all you just like, disappeared from my life. And it's like, things would be just easier. to break up with them. And mm-hmm. then it's like. You're like, initially you're like, okay, like these are deal breakers and these are like serious deal breakers. Like don't cheat on me. Slowly. Like don't lie on me. And slowly like it's like, your just tolerance get... level is like diminished. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, if it's they like, just fucking chew with their mouth open one more it's time, like if I'm going to lose my shit. you leave another sock on the floor right, so- right outside of the laundry hamper, I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's it. It's over. We're breaking up right now. Move your shit out today. And then you still never break up. Never. <laughs> yeah. That was my relationship of six years. Yeah, I remember much. that. So that's why I wanted to have you on is because yes, during yes. the time where you and I were spending every single day together... That's the relationship you were in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except I was, um, <clears throat> I was admittedly the shitty one in that relationship towards the end. We just didn't know how to. Yeah. When you become so dependent on somebody, both emotionally and financially, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to break out of that. And that's where I was, where I didn't know, I didn't have anywhere to live on my own. He was paying rent, and I had to just. Break you had up, been together for together. so long. You had so much history between mm-hmm. the two of you two, and that. And it got to the point where we broke up over text. I remember that. I was sitting in my work parking lot. I was about to move out. I hadn't told him. I was about to move out and move in with my sister. And he texted me, and he was like, "So are we still together or no?" And I was like, "No, I don't think we are." And that was it. And then I moved out like two days later. And I was 100% the shitty one in that relationship. Should not have done it like that. But I was 19, 20. Yeah. Only person I'd been with. And you know what? The first step is awareness. Like, the fact Mm -hmm. that you are, like, aware enough to realize that you made bad decisions Mm -hmm. and poor choices in the relationship. But, like, I think that in and of itself, that's that's almost forgiving yourself. Yeah, I don't think um, I was in, like, up until that point, I was in a place where I could survive without having that. Yeah, Yeah. on my own. You were so young, Mm -hmm. too. I'd been with him since I was 15, and I was... That was all you'd know. About to turn 21 at that point. It was Mm -hmm. when I was 20 still. And it was all I'd known. He was paying my rent for me. I was still going to school full-time and working full-time, and, like, that was... And at that point, we had already been, like quote-unquote separated for so long it didn't feel that. like i was in a relationship anymore you were, it felt like having a roommate that you I would were just... engaged right at one oh, point jesus yeah i was yeah like i think you guys were engaged which really was just not that is one <clears> thing <throat> i will say was not smart on his end like i think he did it to try to keep you yeah yeah and i'm and i i don't think i've ever told anyone this but i knew about it before he did it So I remember I went on his phone to do something. So we had, like, each other's passwords and stuff. And I went to go do something. And I had seen that he had texted my best friend at the time and was, like, sending engagement pictures. 
And I remember the hmm. first thought when I saw that was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, I can't. How do I bring that up? I'm like 19. I'm like, oh, well, this is no. my life. If that's your reaction to like, <laughs> get out. if baby. it's anything oh, no. but excitement, get the fuck out of get that relationship. Out, get out. And I did not get out because I didn't know how to at that time. Well, as, as somebody who got to observe your relationship up close and personal a lot, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I feel like it was, it was kind obvious. of like a weird dynamic between the two of you. I mean, first of all, he hated my guts. Oh, yeah, 100%. Fuck off. Because he's such a good person. Really? <laughs> he won't even give me my fucking oh, bank yeah. account back. He hated me before we even had a conversation with each mm-hmm. other. He thought she was a bad influence. Interesting. So I was like, maybe it's just your I don't know person. if I knew that. I don't know if I knew that he hated Brie. He did not like her. Uh, Well, I encouraged her to spend time away from him, obviously, because I encouraged her to spend time with me. And he did not like that. And he was not a fan of that. So he was possessive of your Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because I think he knew as soon as I ventured out of that relationship. That she would realize that she didn't want to be with him anymore. Yeah. Made sense. Yeah. And what do you know? What happened? Because <laughs> that exact also, same thing. He's also, I mean, he's a manipulator as well. How much he older was he than you? Um, only two years, I think. It wasn't much. He wasn't. Like a he year was and a young half, two too. Years. Yeah, he was young too. And his very first relationship that he had been in, she had cheated on him with someone and ended up getting pregnant and marrying him. So I think he had a lot of. He had a lot of childhood trauma. His mom killed himself when he was really, really young. His dad remarried the best friend very soon after. Like, very religious. Dad was a pastor. Uh Very religious. And I think that all, you know. Mixed up. Yeah, mixed up. And he didn't know. All of his um, siblings had been in relationships since they were very young. So that was just what he knew was you find a person and you're with them. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Hmm. And let, barring some, you know, like, disastrous event, that's your person, for better or worse. Yeah. In a bad way. And he way. really was truly ready to just make that commitment to Oh, 100%. You, he was loyal. Yeah. Yeah. I he mean, sucked. like, here's the thing. Like, and I've told Brie this before. I don't, be it what it may, toxic relationships still have certain things that can come out of it that can also set standards for Mm -hmm. you too definitely and he set a standard for Mm -hmm. you in a sense of loyalty that cannot be yeah like i know what it's like to be in a relationship where the other person is 100 percent flinchingly loyal yeah yeah. i mean he definitely he never did anything loved you a lot more than i don't think he ever cheated on you oh no never like, not even, you know, I don't think he even thought twice about no. it. Mm-mm. Even when we hadn't talked for months at a time. Never. Because there were months where we did not speak with each other. He was working nights because he was a bartender. I was working days at my other job. I remember when you guys were always one on opposite schedules. Always. There would be, like, two, three months where we weren't <clears> speaking to each other. I remember that. That was really hard. Yeah. And, you know, when you know someone, when that's your relationship, that's... It's hard to see outside of that when that's all you've known. Yeah. You saw each other like once a week that you could get together. In passing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In passing. And it got to the point when we were living together, I was seeing our roommates more than him because we had two roommates. One was his brother and then another was just a friend. 
and I got closer to the roommate who was a friend than I pretty much was with him in like years. I was out drinking like every night. I would just come home and pass out and then mm. wake up, go to class, go to work, go out drinking again. But it was fun. And that makes me feel guilty too that I had a good time. But I mean, it was your early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a miserable time. No. It's supposed to be the time when you're supposed to be doing things like that. And I was. But it does suck that you... I mean, again... There was like an underlayer of guilt to everything. Because I was, quote unquote, with someone. Right. Poor choices were made. Poor choices But you were learned made. from them. Mm-hmm. Like, would, you wouldn't do those... You wouldn't make those same choices now as, no. as an adult in the relationship no. that you're in right now. You've made conscious effort to not make the same mm-hmm. mistakes that you made when you were younger and make the same choices in the same people. Yeah. And doesn't he talk about, did he talk about the financial security as part yes. of why yes. people don't? Yes, he did. Yeah. Because it is impossible, almost impossible to make enough money to live on your own in this day and age. It mm-hmm. is. And you cannot be an independent adult without another source of income and that via a-, a person. That Most was a of the big time. factor in me leaving my husband. You couldn't was, until you made enough money. Right. I finally, I graduated he had an issue with that. and mm-hmm. I finally got a big kid job and. He had such Number one, it made him that. insecure. As fuck. He did not want you to go to school because he knew you would leave him as soon as. Oh, I had to beg him to congratulate me on the day I graduated. Mm-hmm. I remember. That's so shitty. That's so shitty. I remember with my boyfriend now when I first got this job and it had been a big jump for me to leave the job I'd been with for six years to something completely unrelated. And I got home for my first day and he had bought me a brand new potted orchid that my dog soon destroyed afterwards (laughs) and a brand new record player as a congratulations for my new job because I had gone from, I mean, I guess they're somewhat related. They were both reception jobs, but human versus animal is so... Yeah. Completely different in every well, aspect. it's such a big step for you in, like, relation to your happiness. Mm-hmm. I was so unhappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that other job. And I knew I wasn't going anywhere. Were you still at the same place we were at? Yes. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my god. I was there for five years, I think. Five or six Holy years. Holy yeah. Until this job. I just passed shit. my one-year mark at this job on the third. Holy mm-hmm. shit. And I would, it got to the point where I was just spending my weekends, like, putting in applications on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to find somewhere. And I knew I had zero experience with animals, but I was like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, gotta try. Follow yeah. your passion. Yeah. Get your foot in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I That's just finally takes. started the, um, the application process to do school again. Nice. That they'll pay for. That's awesome. <laughs> Get a whole $2 raise an hour. You know, I just found out that um, veterinary medicine has one of the highest rates of suicide of any profession. Why? Because they make, um, on average, 17 an hour for four years of school. Yeah. For four additional years of schooling on top of your bachelor's? No. So you have to have a degree to be a veterinary nurse. And it's anywhere from two to four years. Most of them require four years. And okay. average, um, Nevada's one of the higher ones, and it's about 17 here an hour. And that's on top of, like, a bachelor's degree? No, that, in, no, that's in that lieu is, of that a bachelor's, is bachelor's degree. Yeah, the bachelor's of applied sciences okay. in veterinary nursing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and you make 17 But if you want to be hour. a veterinary doctor... Then it's a doctor, it's, yeah. Then it's eight years. Yeah, then it's eight years. Gotcha. 
Dang. Which, yeah. I mean. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. You're young enough to change your career six times. You know what I mean? If anything, and that was something I had to talk to my therapist about a lot where she was like, well, why don't you do it? And I'm like, what if I don't like it? She's like, well, then what if you don't like it? Change your fucking mind. Then what? Change it again. Yeah. Yeah. My mom got a new career at 40 and she loves it now. You can get a new career at 60 because you still have... 100 with the rate this world is 30, yeah. I think the person We're going to be alive forever. Well, and Social Security is not a thing anymore, so you're never retiring. No, but I, I think I read somewhere that statistically the person that is, like, the first person that is supposed to live forever is already alive right now. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Would you want to live forever? No. I feel like yes and no. I think most people's qualm is that they don't want to watch everyone they love die. I don't Correct. think that would bother me. Oh god, that would that would bother me. I don't care enough. Nah. To live forever. Or but to see, watch vampires are always rich, and that's kind of what I'm betting on. As soon as you gain forever. immortality, you somehow become a millionaire. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. But, like, I mean, the mm. idea of struggling forever. Oh, yeah, no, is, no. Nah, I'm good. Not a fan. What if but, you're like, immortal? Like, if I had to stay at this level yeah, exactly. forever, nah, I'm good. Nah. Like, I'm what if you're immortal, no. but you're, like, peak? Then that's, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll live at peak forever. Yeah, but sure, what but what are the good. chances that I'm <laughs> What if your peak forever? is lower middle class? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could live the one lifetime. Same. So anyway, so this this special, guys. Yeah. This special. That we've somehow. This puzzle piece theory that he has, he says, get, you can't make somebody the center of your puzzle piece, the center of your life. You have, have to, to have. Fit in. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, the thing that we're taught as kids. Like, even in Disney movies, the prince always has a, pr- a princess and vice versa. And everybody perfectly fits together. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after the end. They complete you. That mm-hmm. theory that you have a soulmate. Like yes. Your this, whole meaning of your life is to find something You can only do so much, and that, but it's not completed until you find. Mm-hmm. Right. And this whole idea perpetuates this really toxic idea that you are broken if you don't have somebody. Mm-hmm. You are not complete until you have a romantic partner. And I think we all go through that at some point in our lives where we feel that way because it's like, shit, I, I'm single. I, mm-hmm. There's something wrong with me. Like You see all these people on Instagram, all these people on Facebook getting married, having babies. Yeah, but you know, a lot like, of people are also faking social media. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. admitting to the fact that their lives aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And I feel like the ones that like are actually like do a good job of like, are the ones who aren't really on social media. Yeah, or if they are, they like post very little mm-hmm. about it. Like, yeah, it's not a whole lot of detail is released. They keep shit between themselves. Yeah. Like, they have a good foundation laid out. Yes. They have respect for each other. But I think that's also what part of what he was saying. You know, like, you, you have to find the person where you're not getting rid of pieces of yourself. 
in order to help them fit in. You shouldn't have to compromise. Yeah. Right. Which I think we talked about where I don't 100% agree with that. We did, yeah. Where he talks about how as you soon need as it's to not working. accept the other person 100%. If you in, if you endure any kind of difficulty in the relationship, then you once it just gets leave. difficult, stop right. and leave. I think that's still a little bit of like a toxic, broken thing, and that's probably why he's currently single right now. He's engaged. In- he just got engaged. I fell down the Instagram rabbit hole. <laughs> he just got well, engaged. this this that Netflix special was released like years ago. Oh, so yeah, at the time. yeah. So that that he was single at the time when he okay. released that episode, but like. At the time when he was like, I, I really, that's very, that's a very linear way of thinking, I think. Yeah. And I think uh, it's okay to be with somebody who makes you compromise certain aspects of yourself. Not I think core you sh- aspects. No, I you think you should make your morals. You, no, but you should want to improve you yourself. You should be able you to should, question your morals, I think. Yeah, they should challenge you in a way that it, not question your morals but can give you a new insight to a new way of thinking yeah or why you think that way you should not be living exactly the same way as a single person as you do as a person in a relationship yeah your life should not look exactly the same it Mm -hmm. should change a little bit you have this new person there now and Mm -hmm. you're coexisting right and that new person should matter to you and you're not going to find someone who perfectly superimposes right on top of your life Exactly. Like they just happen to only need to spend time with you in the times that you were already free and like lonely. No. <laughs> Sometimes it works out. Because yeah. what happens is you realize that they're not like meant to just fit into your life. You have to fit into each other's lives. Right. You have to put effort. You they're have not to a put puzzle effort. piece. They're a whole goddamn puzzle yeah. mm-hmm. that you have to somehow make fit. Well, it's two individual people with two completely mm-hmm. different ways of handling things and thinking mm-hmm. about things and two completely different ways of life. I think it would be like finding someone who has the same genre of puzzle as you. Like two naturescapes. If you're a nature scape, yes. you need to find a yes. nature scape. Yes. Or if you're a, a downtown New York, you yeah. need to find a downtown New York. Yes. Or if you're a psychedelic puzzle, yeah, that's just kind of a little complicated and doesn't really have straight puzzle pieces. Find another psychedelic. Find another psychedelic puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. You just need the same genre of puzzle. Mm-hmm. Finding your own brand. Where you don't fit another puzzle into you, but you find someone who's building a similar puzzle. Well, so yeah, that's, I I was telling you guys this earlier, that's what I was, the conversation I was having with boyfriend was that, like, he was single for a while, like, a couple Mm -hmm. of years, because he was like, I didn't want to compromise, like, I worked on myself and everything, I just wanted somebody that, like, added on to it, Mm -hmm. yeah, just, like, was just a bonus, like, made me happier, like, than I already was with myself and being alone, and I finally was, like, Mm -hmm. I achieved all the goals that I did, and I just wanted to, there were plenty of opportunities, but it it wasn't ever, like, complimentary or, like, just, like, there was always something that I had to do that, like, was missing, Mm -hmm. so it's, like, I waited until I didn't have to, like, that it was just, it worked, that it was easy, and that it was just, like... Not difficult from the beginning. Exactly. No, it was just, It like, should be it easy fit. in the beginning. It, it, 100% It shouldn't should get be. difficult until you're, it shouldn't, you're in it. 
Yeah, and, like, even then, it's, like, the mindset that you guys should go into it together should be similar in, like, mm-hmm. the way that you problem solve. Yes. Well, and the majority of difficulties should be coming from the outside, not the inside of Correct. the relationship. It's you and them versus the problem, mm-hmm. not you versus them. Yep. I was having this conversation with my coworker who was in a relationship for over a decade. She's in her 30s. And they just recently got separated, and she was saying there's a very thin line between loyalty and stupidity and that was her issue she was like at what point do you realize that you've been fighting for too long and you're no longer being loyal you're being a detriment to yourself Ooh, like you're being blindly loyal Mm -hmm. yes because she stuck with him for so long you know he's working on himself he's getting better this is just how he is it only happened recently because they were good for a while and then the last couple years of their relationship i think they were together 15 years it's such a it's a difficult line. It's a moral struggle because mm-hmm. it's one that I kind of teeter tottered on. It's like, am I leaving too early? Am I pulling the Should plug I put too in quickly? Some more Should work? I? Is there more that I can do? Mm-hmm. Well, because we're all taught that relationships are hard work and that we're yeah. supposed to compromise. But at what point is it too much? Mm-hmm. At what point are you compromising who you are? Yeah. At what point are you sacrificing your own yes. self and your sanity and your mental health and everything else? But that's also what he says, right? Like, you are so obsessed with this idea of having someone to finish your puzzle that you are willing to sacrifice. Ex- yeah, accept anything for it to fit into your puzzle. Anything. Jam the puzzle nothing. piece yeah. to fit in there. Five years later. Cut some knobs off or something. Five years later, what does he say? All of a sudden, there's a cunt in the middle of it? Yeah, oh, literally. God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's literally, he's just like, oh, my God. I don't God. remember that part. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> fucking cut in the middle of this yep and that's pretty much it and it's just like oh god and that you have that's your light bulb moment oh 100 but i think that's also something that you can struggle with far after the relationship's over you can feel a sense of guilt yeah of in know, wasted should time. i have of wasted time and also like should i have stayed should well, i have and then he goes into the question he poses the question it's like you enter into this relationship and you realize it's like okay should i waste the next five years mm-hmm like or should i like live do with I the admit guilt the last five years were a waste or exactly. do i waste the rest of my life that's a hard question because a lot of people do Don't end up wasting admit. too much pride in it mm-hmm. too much pride but i think once you come to terms with just as a person that um there will be times in your life that are to yourself not necessarily saying that it's true but that you see as less important as other times once you come to terms with not everything's going to be a significant year a significant moment i think it makes it a little bit easier to not say well it was a waste yeah it's not a waste it's just something that you know didn't work out you got to move on and there's going to be years in your life that don't work out and you got to move on I look everything as a neutral learning experience exactly when you're in high school your high school sweetheart feels like the deepest love that you could ever feel right and And then you go to college and the very first man you meet you're like the fuck no and that's the thing like have it have it be a neutral learning experience Mm -hmm. because at the end of it you could look back on it in two different points in time in your life and have two completely different ways of sentiment towards it exactly i feel some type of way about looking back on memories now than i did five years ago looking back on memories at the same memories like two completely different mindsets but yeah like that that whole mentality that somebody is meant to complete us and that's what we're just 
And it is always work. It will never not be work being in a long-term relationship. Right. Right. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something that will come up that will pose a challenge. But it's, it's the way that you learn how to fight. Mm-hmm. And you're always growing as a person. There mm-hmm. is always something new to learn about your significant other. Exactly. Yep. And you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And you have to accept them as they come. But also, I guess the flip side of that is you have to accept that sometimes they will become a person that is different than the person you were with. And if that's someone you're not okay with. You have to recognize when it's time to walk away. Yeah. Or you have to, like, communicate. Yeah what you need yeah well it just like that's the thing we were we had a conversation one day and we were i was about to ask you this earlier and i get to ask you this question now and i'm really excited to ask you this question (laughs) oh god i'm scared what would you say is the secret to a successful relationship if you could break it down to one thing one thing alone i would say Being open and accepting of what your significant other is at that time. So always being open. This is who you are right now. You are the person I'm still choosing. Acceptance, yeah. It's acceptance, okay. So Bree and I both said, both having been through marriages and divorces. Yes. Both of us said that the secret (laughs) to a successful relationship would be communication. This is the first time that we were asked this question. I then later read a statistic that said, on average, when divorced people were asked that question, they They would say communication. communication. Mm -hmm. People that were in long-term successful relationships said that the secret to a successful relationship was respect. Respect. Yeah. And we sat because there. Because communication only gets you so far if the other person is not listening to what you're saying. It's just a branch of respect. Acceptance is a branch all off of respect. Day long. Yeah, but if you're not willing to listen, it. right? If you are, if you don't have the respect, that you can't solve any of the problems. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing, if you don't have the respect to about. listen, if yeah. you don't have the respect to affect positive changes, mm-hmm. to once you listen and actually understand what they're saying, like. If you don't respect the person enough to actually hear them out mm-hmm. for what they're saying, right? You're I not going to get anywhere. How I feel all day long, but if you don't care how I feel, then it's not going to do anything. If it's not going to resonate with you, what the fuck is the point? The point? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was respect, and I we both sat there for a second with that, and we were just, just like, like, "Oh goodness gracious!" It just hit deep because mm-hmm. we realized like that's. That was the turning point in our relationships. Was it was when you we lost person. respect for our significant others. Mm-hmm. Was when the relationship started going downhill further. And I know, I know this is a, a tad con- controversial, but I feel like the idea of communication in a relationship is a little overrated. <laughs> because again, I can talk to you all day long. If nothing's gonna come of it, what's the point? It has to. It has to be like a actual. Mutual. It's active mm-hmm. communication, not passive. Yeah. Because if I need passive communication, I'm going to go to my therapist. If I need something fixed in our relationship. True story. Oh, my God, though. <laughs> if I need something fixed in my relationship, it needs to be a mutual And it has to go straight to the horse's the mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And with nobody else involved. Yeah. Which a lot of people 
I feel like it's that, like, that cliche of, like, the wife always talking and the husband's, like, stop nagging me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, that's how it always, like, that's what, but they're like, well, I'm communicating. Why is it not working? And it's like, because it's not. Because you're talking at them. And not, not with, effective yeah. communication. You're talking at them. You're not trying to talk with them to mm-hmm. work to solve the problem. Exactly. You're treating them like they are the problem itself. So where do you guys think the line is then where compromise and change in your relationship becomes a bad thing? I think once it starts, once you start becoming unhappy with the person you're becoming, if you are unhappy with who the person is turning you into, Uh because there have been parts of myself that have changed, but I'm happy with the change. Or I can look back and saying, I can look back and say, yes, that was something I needed to work on and he helped me realize that versus oh he's making me change this and I don't really like what it is but like it helped me makes him happy so whatever like that's where it starts right downhill when you start losing your self-respect it's exactly it Mm -hmm. but it can be so hard I think to when you're that deep into it and just wanting to appease the other person it can be hard to see you're just focused on making them happy you're not thinking about what's making you happy because you're tunnel visioned Mm -hmm. right tunnel vision into fixing this relationship and then once you leave you're like oh shit I don't really like who I became I really don't think it should be that hard I'm not even kidding you like it it shouldn't be that hard Mm -mm. it can't be that hard like I think once the once the length of the hard part surpasses the length of the last good part that's when, when the it's, cut it it's when the bad outweighs the good. Yeah. It's exactly it. If you've been good for two years and then you have four years of four bad. years of bad, when the scales <laughs> start, cut it and run, baby. yeah, when the scales start tipping, <laughs> you mean your marriage? <laughs> yeah. Or was when that, you're like that, six months that, into a relationship, you, was that too much of a real reference there. Did you mean the didn't even do it on purpose of my marriage? <laughs> that was subconscious. Google auto-corrected that for you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay. But really, though. I just said that. But really, though. I caught that reference. I didn't. That was an accident. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys think of during the special, he said this quote, and it's, if you don't love 100% of who I am, you can fuck off. I think in the beginning... In the beginning, you have to be for this person. You can't go into a relationship thinking, I really, really like you, but, like, I don't like that you drink so much. It's never going to work. You have to be, like, okay with pretty much 100% of a person in the beginning. You can't go in wanting, personality. You can't right. go in wanting to change something about True. a person. Well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go into it thinking. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's, uh, I've had this conversation before with many people, it's an unrealistic expectation, a very naive expectation to go into a relationship thinking I can change them. And I, oh, yeah, I've had can. that thought. We've all, in, in some way, shape, We've all or form, had that thought. We've all had that thought or some semblance. You would be perfect if you didn't do this and I'll be able to change it about exactly. you. Exactly. Or it's like, or I can fix you. I can help mm-hmm. you. Some semblance of that. Oh, you've just you know? never met anyone who cared. I just exactly. I love you enough. Eggs, and that's no. exactly it. We find excuses. We mm-hmm. find a way to do that. We totally do. But ultimately. I think the further you go into a relationship. It gets more, more toxic. Oh, yeah. 
it gets so much more toxic because then you realize like they're they're not capable of that change yeah. unless they want to actually change for mm-hmm. themselves. That's the only time I that people are I think you have to love of 100% of somebody's You have to love morals. them as they are right then and mm-hmm. there. As they are present. And if they have a significant issue, like a significant thought or way about them that you disagree with, like if they're pro-life and you're pro-choice, like something like that, like a base level morality issue with yourself. Ooh, like something that's cannot, like a big no compromise issue so yeah i was just spitting out references from my life tonight you know what you're just so embedded in me that it's subconscious (laughs) but you can't like i could never be with someone who's like pro-life like a hardcore identifies as like pro-life like does not like like women who get abortions should be tried for murder like that's not gonna work for me oh yeah so i have to love like 100 percent of you in that aspect like, Is we he have to be on a, with a similar A also, or like the dream, man. Right? Just a giant neon sign that says whore above you. Harlot, actually. It's harlot. harlot. Yeah, harlotress. Very harlotress. Pointing down. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, you have to love them presently as they mm-hmm. are. And I, I think, yeah. But I, you can also want the best for someone at the same time. So it's kind of like a hard. Like, I can love you for who you are, but I can also understand that you can be something better and I want to push you to that. I really, and but I really think that comes naturally. Yeah. In you get into it and you're just like, man, I just want to be the best version of myself for you because you make me feel so good. Yeah. Like, that just comes naturally in and of itself. Like, you just want to, to be the naturally do better and be better for each other. other. Yeah, and then you guys start getting into healthier habits together. Mm -hmm. Like, it just becomes easier to do that stuff because, again, that level of respect hasn't been diminished. The little things still count. Yeah. I think it's when you also stop doing the little things for each other. Oh, yeah, 100%. You get comfortable. No, it just, like, it starts going out the window. I mean, there's always that quote that's, like, you have to, like, continue trying to act like you're winning them over like always you can't stop acting like you're trying to win them over like you've already got them yeah yeah you gotta keep trying you gotta flirt a little always the time (laughs) always flirt always smack an ass when you walk by hell yeah every Every time time. oh my god every time time. if it's if oh i refuse to walk up the stairs before him (laughs) it's just too much (laughs) hurts Hurts. I walk backwards sometimes. Yeah, right? It hurts. Like, there's just, like, there's some material that's, like, please don't smack me in these pants. Like, I'm wearing, like, fake leather, and it literally hurts so You're much. You're like, it feels like a whip on my butt cheek. Like, oh, God, the contact sometimes it just stings. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, stop. But I'd never trade it. I know, right? You like, better try to smack my ass or we're going to have a problem. Yeah, exactly, because otherwise it's, like, are you sick? It's like, you no, know, like what the, the fuck is looks in these pants? Yeah, exactly. Like, Why aren't you trying to smack it? This is yours. Only yours is... Are you smacking other asses? You better not be. This is my, your ass to smack. Exactly. Better not be smacking other asses. Better not be smacking other asses. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I wonder how much his life would have changed because he says that you know it all boils down to his dad saying that the middle of the puzzle is your significant other and that's his thing too where he was like it could have been literally anything and you told a seven-year-old right it's a significant other right 
I mean, maybe, but for him it was. Like, for him it was. For his dad it was, yeah. But, like, for... What do you think would be, like, the ideal thing to tell a kid? What the middle of your puzzle is? That's the great mystery of life. Yeah. Is figuring out what the middle puzzle piece is. There, I don't think there really is a right answer. There is no right answer, and I think I that's think what it is. I don't think there is one. Mm-mm. You can't I don't ever, think there is an end. I don't think you can ever complete your life. No, you don't complete the puzzle. What if every single life, the center of your puzzle piece is different? Like the last Or it, piece. like, it's a round puzzle piece and it revolves every time. So, like, you have a different focal point every time oh, you that would be cool. reincarnate. I think if you can find the true center of your puzzle piece, then you probably aren't doing it right. Like, your life shouldn't be stagnant enough. That for find, those the pieces final. to fit for that long. Yeah. You know? Maybe it's like a puzzle where all the pieces fit into each other, but you don't realize until you start moving them around. Maybe. You're like, oh shit, this fits over there too. And then it well, creates that's like the a whole, whole different... That's the whole point and purpose is like, it's rearranging and like, that's like having those like deja moments and finding out like... Oh, oh, I like, have deja vu so often. Yeah, like those, like, oh, like, I forgot I used to love doing this. Or, yeah. like, those, you rediscover passions that you mm-hmm. didn't remember that you had, but then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember I love this. Oh, God, I have so many. I just recently got into needle felting. It is <laughs> an obsession right now. You're so fucking weird. I had I everybody so at my work watching, like, 45-minute videos of a woman needle felting rabbits that looked so real. It looked like, it looked like they were stillborn. <gasps> I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was terrifying. I've seen it done with like cats too, and like yeah, the whiskers and everything. Like, oh my oh god, god, the needle. But I'm obsessed with it. I'm gonna buy. So a, I'm gonna buy a kit at Michael's. I'm about to needle felt. Do it. A disfigured. Fox. Can I ask you to do like some really nice like needlepoint work for like ca- like with cacti or something? Like, can you do cacti like plants? I think that would be really cool. If you get really good, I if just, not, it's fine. Try. I'll pay you. I'm very um. I'm very uh, middle of the road with everything I do. Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> I really? can vaguely Jane pass. of all trades. I can vaguely. She's like, no, Jack. No, I'm Jack. You're Jack? <laughs> oh, Jane. Yeah, I'm just vaguely good enough to pass, but don't ask me to be good at it. Like, for real. I do like the idea of having different puzzle pieces, like, kind of just... You're moving them around and stuff. Floating down. them around. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and then moving them all together. And... So then... I mean, let's talk Are about... Are your upstairs neighbors, like, Irish jigging up there? <laughs> oh, sometimes it sounds like they're bowling. It's like, duh, duh. It's like no. very metho- like rhythmic. Or like, what is it, the marbles? The marbles. That marbles. They They've been doing construction and renovations upstairs recently. We don't know. Sometimes it sounds gamer, like they're tap so he dancing. he regularly is just screaming and cussing. Oh, I wonder what he plays. For no reason, I don't know. I think... Ooh, anything uh, offensive? Something no, just a football? lot of fuck... I thought it was very like a unoriginal, game. very uncomfortable. Like, like, yeah, something like that. Like, it was like a, I thought it was sports. It's related. just so rhythmic. It's kind of like throwing me off. Literally, I have no idea. Sometimes he just yells yeah. cuss words. There's no context clues. Maybe you should go try to meet him. He married? He's got a girlfriend. Huh. Yeah, don't also, I'm not interested in men who yell at their TVs. Everybody yells at their TVs. I We've know. been to a soccer game together. I don't know. We've yelled at a TV together. That's a that's a public TV. There's a difference between yelling at your own TV in your living room by yourself. It's an event. That's true. And yelling I mean, just at the at World Cup. I'm just going to say Christian Pulisic deserved better, but you know what? That's a niche we're not going to get into right now. 
Anyway. She's trying to defend yelling at a TV. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about what it feels like when you're trying to force the wrong motherfucking person into the center of your goddamn jigsaw I mean, puzzle. It just feels like you're trying to force the wrong motherfucker into the middle of your jigsaw puzzle. It feels like you're so torn, like it's exhausting. Because he talks about how it's emotionally like, exhausting. It is emotionally exhausting. He talks about how like the entire rest of his jigsaw puzzle had to basically disappear in order for him to make this mm-hmm. yes. this person yeah. fit. You have to change yes. everything about yourself, everything. and I think that's where it goes down to the not being happy with yourself at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You change every little thing about yourself, hoping it'll get them to like you and get things back to where they were. And then one day you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, and you're like, there's none of me left. I am a shell. I am a shell. And not a good one. Right. And it just doesn't feel, it feels like emotional work. And there will be times in your relationship where there is emotional work. But again, it goes back to, you should be able to face it together. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of having a partner in, Mm -hmm. like, they should be beneficial to you. They should be able to, like, you should be able to go off of them and lean off of them in in ways that support each other. Like, that's the whole purpose and point. If they don't do that for you, then what the fuck are they doing in your life anyways? Like, I will say it can be difficult for people who are um, habitually isolating themselves yes me i am very very bad at i'm very much a person where i need to understand my own emotions before i feel comfortable expressing them but i also have such a short attention span that once i understand something i'm over it right and i want to move on i'm like okay i'm done i'm I'm like i don't want to speak to you about this until i figure it out for myself by the time i figure it out for myself i'm like okay i'm good right it's done the moment's gone now yeah which is not healthy. And I've been working on it, but it can be, I think you also have to look at, you know, you're not going to be the most emotionally available Always. person from the get-go. Or yeah, there are going to be times where you're saying, I don't want to face this with you. I know I should want to, but right now that's not inside my realm of possibility. Right. And you will be offended. I will be offended. It'll happen both ways. But that's where it starts being, that shouldn't be how it always goes. It can be every once in a while, but once it starts becoming the norm, that's when you kind of have to. Two people have to go into it 100% regardless. Mm -hmm. Like. You can't look at it as I'm keeping my emotions from you because I don't want to share them with you. You have to go into it 100%. It has to be one of those where I'm keeping my emotions from you because I just want to figure them out for myself. I think it's the intention behind it a lot of but times. But it's also like, just let me figure this out before I end up hurting you with emotions that I haven't solved for myself yes. yet. Like, there is a level of protection there, but ultimately, forcing somebody to be... The center of your puzzle is emotionally exhausting. Forcing somebody to fit where they don't belong, ultimately. Like, you and I have been there personally, where we tried to make things work that weren't going to. Had no place working in the first place. No. Truly. It was emotionally exhausting. It was traumatizing. It was... 
And not to not gonna lie, a lot of good came out of it. A lot of learning experiences came out of it. Some of them were needed, and some of them were necessary, and some of them were unnecessary and did more damage than good. But ultimately, we saw what the end result was, and that was. But it's all cool because, like, we're gonna come out the other side like better people. We come out of the side understanding that making a significant other your center of your puzzle piece is not a healthy way to look at life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, okay, last question then. How do you guys feel about this phrase? You have to love yourself in order to love someone else. I 100% agree. I disagree. (laughs) I knew this was going to be a fun one. I think you... It can take an outside person showing you the parts of yourself that are good for you to actively understand that they are good parts of yourself. And I agree with that. I think you have to be open to loving yourself. I don't think you can be constantly like, I'm I'm never going to love myself. You will never convince me to love myself. You cannot be actively against loving yourself. There we go. I feel like that's correct. You cannot be actively against loving yourself. You have to be at bare minimum open to the idea of loving yourself. You cannot have it stuck in your head that it's impossible. So be on the spectrum of it. But not the be anti, working towards it, but maybe, not be against possibly. it. Yeah, because there are people you compliment them, you try to tell them good things, and they're like, "No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong." And it's like, "Okay, fine. Fuck it. I'm wrong." Yeah, when somebody's so stuck and so like in such a bad dead place set. about themselves, that's when you can't get out of it. Yeah, no, but they're there too- are, you know, there are parts of myself I saw as negative things until my boyfriend would be like, "No, this is like a good part of you." Where I would see it as me being overly emotional, and he would be like, "No, that's something I love about you. You know, you." care deeply about things that's really sweet oh my god and i'm like sobbing about a fucking puppy i knew for one day and he's that's hugging so me cute. that's really sweet i really love him for you so much that is really really sweet though that was a long hair <laughs> god i hate when that happens so chelsea what's your side of it i am a firm believer in that i think I think personally for me, I know I can be a great partner when I have healed from everything, like when I have forgiven myself for my indiscretions and dealt with all of my past traumas and everything so I don't have to put that on another person and when I feel like I'm the best version of myself and I love myself and I have forgiven myself and forgiven my past and what I've been through is when I am fully open and accepting and ready to be in a healthy relationship where I can not only become a better version of myself but receive the best version of my significant other too god such a happy man would have been yeah (laughs) i think it really just comes down to everybody's everybody needs different things from their significant other yeah Mm -hmm. and everybody is it everybody i think it all just comes down to having to be accepting of yeah having to be accepting of what it is that the other person is going through what it is and what they're they're going to and what you're going through as well right and how they seek validation Mm -hmm. and And reassurance things fit with each other have you guys talked about your love languages yet oh many times i need to redo mine what is yours 
Me? Yeah. I am a... Okay, so I used to think that I give love in the form of, like, words of affirmation and Mm -hmm. quality time spent because that's how I prefer to receive it. Mm -hmm. But I have realized that I very much adapt and I now give love more in a physical touch aspect Mm -hmm. and I am more physically affectionate and still words of affirmation and quality time bar none those are still just like top top always and coffee oh 100% what about (laughs) you uh quality time and words of affirmation you know I think now that I've um and I always feel like guilty about this being my love language but mine is definitely, it's how I receive and how I give, gift giving. Oh, for sure. Because I am very much, I like people knowing that I'm thinking about them when I'm not around. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always, like, I love, like, buying people things. If, even if it's something small. Even if it's, if it's, like, I bought you a candy bar at the store when I was, I was grocery shopping. I was just, like, shopping. here and I was thinking of you, yeah. Yeah, like, that's 100% me. Like, it could be monetarily worthless. The very first gift my boyfriend ever gave me, he was driving home. We were together, like, three months. He was driving home from a work trip, and he bought me one of those little... It's, I still have it. It's, like, one of those resin-encased bugs at a gas station, <laughs> and he gave it to me, and I still have it. That's really sweet. That's yeah. so cute. I used to think it was quality time, but then I realized that I'm I'm very much an introvert in the sense that I even will prefer being alone over my significant other. And somebody understanding that you need that alone time, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just the me thinking of you when I'm having my alone time. Like, just because I'm alone physically doesn't mm-hmm. mean mentally you're not here with me. So having a psychic level understanding of you. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So and food. I love, cooking. <laughs> I love cooking for people. Feed and I her love and leave her alone. <laughs> I'm a baker. I will bake three dozen cookies for him to take to work just so he can have something. That's really sweet. And, like, not eat any. So maybe <laughs> it's, like... It's not just necessarily gift giving, but maybe it's just like gestures and it's like yeah. actions. Yeah. My family is the same way too, though. We show our love through food. What is food. it? Acts of service? Yeah. Like, my I family shows the their love through food, like cooking for each other. Yeah, that's acts of service. That's a yeah. form of it. Like, I can totally see you being an acts of service person. And I think mm-hmm. that's what it ends up being chalked up to. It makes sense. Free? I hope so. I don't know. I think also, like, it can't just be... I want to follow it up with words of affirmation. Like, I cannot do, like, empty words. It has to be sincere. It has to be sincere, followed up with actions. Mm -hmm. That, like... Actions speak louder than words, maybe, not necessarily. 100%. Like, your words cannot be empty and meaningless. They do have to be backed up with, With like, justification, with action, and just, like, you have to fucking mean what you say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have to take words of affirmation off of my. You're not good with words of affirmation. No, I it's just she's such a don't sucker for believe him. anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think it goes down to the sincere. It's like the love bombing. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think if you that's drop where it too it... much too soon mm-hmm. already, yeah. I think it's that's insincere. what my head instantly goes to. Is there well, it's we're trying it's to it's presumptuous things. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to get out of me? What do you right. want? Right. You immediately become untrustworthy and mm-hmm. insincere. Right. It has to be like a gradual, I feel like. You can't it's just go slow in. burn. But some people like that. 
It right. Do, it depends. It has to be right place, right time, right like, person, right person, and right. That's like right those guys pace. who are like, "Oh, you like it when other guys do this, but not me." And it's like, because I don't like you. It has to be the pace. Like you guys like, have to I be a hundred percent on the same I don't like person. you. Mm-hmm. Like you can do the exact same actions as someone else. And but if I it, like that other person more than you. And have it end a totally different way. Yeah. Right. I'm going to receive it differently. Mm-hmm. Got to be on the same wavelength, man. Got to be riding the same wave. Chemistry. Or at least similar waves. And the chemistry. Parallel waves. It has waves. to be. <laughs> yeah, chemistry. Parallel there have been waves. so many times where I've been with someone and I'm just like, I really wish I liked you. I'm like, this is great on every single level, except I'm not. Physically attracted. Yeah. Where I'm like, you are a great guy. You are so sweet. But there's just no future here. Yeah. But you have to reach that point where you're just like, but it, there's something missing. And I can even be, like, physically attracted to them. I can be like, objectively, I find you attractive. But there is something here that's it's just, just not doing it for me, man. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah, sad. I totally get that. I've had a couple yes. like that. Yeah. Not relationships, but where, like, I meet someone and I'm like, I, like in theory really like you yeah but there's something about the in practice that's just not quite lining up for me. <laughs> there's just something about the in practice part like that's actually the execution up. it's just like oh, i don't think it's actually gonna work out like and then you have the opposite where you should not like somebody oh shut your mouth you, do you don't feel look attacked at me right like there? that i do oh, did you see how she looked at me that it's was, not even a side eye was, it's a straight eye yeah did you feel did you feel attacked feel, there I feel in pain. There was daggers involved. You definitely should, because I, I threw a couple your way. I'm sorry. It was subconscious again. Let Blame everything let, on the subconscious. Let me live my life. I feel like, okay, look, we've all had a couple of those that we should not like, but we have. Like, we're all guilty of that and falling prey to them. The first step is awareness, and we're aware. We are all aware. We're all I'm aware. I'm very aware. I'm very aware. I know. I know she's aware. What is aware. the second step action? I hope not, because that's not happening for a hot ass minute. I don't know. Isn't there hot like ass hour, denial <laughs> and like grief There's, and bargaining and what like is it? anger, she's, denial, bargaining? Wait, no. Grief, acceptance. Grief, acceptance. Yeah. No so idea. you're at the. Ex- oh wait, acceptance is last. So you're doing it backwards. Well, you go through it. It's never like a and circle. And the same one, two, three, it's, four, five. Yeah, it's never a circle. It's not just like I think a... you've hit acceptance. I think you're kind of now in, a, in denial. I Somehow. Think... Acceptance came before denial. I think, no, I think she's bargaining. No I think she's died. waiting for... She's waiting for a good enough reason. I'm not grieving. It's just like Sherry said. My main Maybe girl, she is my in denial. Sherry told me... When I said, I don't think I had a traumatic childhood, and she said, emotional negligence is trauma. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. You do not only have to go through grief when someone dies. Mm-hmm. You can also grieve over the end of a relationship. You can grieve over literally anything. True story. I have grief because my cat ate my bag of tortilla chips. <laughs> he got them out of the cabinet. Like a douchebag. I felt that on a spiritual level. Honestly. You come home, you're looking forward to these tortilla chips. They're all over the goddamn kitchen floor. That's the worst, because not only do you not get then to you eat have to clean tortilla it. chips, you have to clean it up. That's exactly While they stare it. at you. While you were just like, I could have eaten these, but no, you fucking asshole cat. You had and you're like, damn, all there's over a the tortilla chip still intact right here. Would it's it be like weird the cat fucking it? knew. My cats know. 
Cat fucking knew you wanted to eat the tortilla chips and he knocked said, it over on not purpose. Not before I do, bitch. <laughs> what an asshole. Of rice. What an I asshole. I had to get plastic, like the hard plastic containers to put all my stuff in. I bet. We had to put baby locks on our cabinets. It's very Kim Kardashian of you. Yeah. <laughs> you just wake up in the middle of the night and you hear thunk, 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 of them trying to open the baby locked cabinets. <laughs> thunk, 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 thunk. You just imagine their little paws up between there, <laughs> slapping around. So They're cute. like, we know it's in there. <laughs> Give Let me us the in. bag of rice. Let us in. God. Look, my dog ate a bag of chocolate covered espresso beans once. Had to go to the shit. ER. Luckily, it happened at like 4 a.m. and I went to work at 6 a.m. So uh-huh. I just went to work and I was like, yo. I shouldn't say your name. Yo, doc. <laughs> uh, my dog ate some dark chocolate covered espresso beans. And she was on fluids all day until she ripped her catheter out and got blood everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. Which is funny, because you know in human medicine, you think catheter, you think urinary catheter. Right. Dogs, it's... Heart uh, catheter. It's IV catheter. It's in there. Yeah. Artery. Mm-hmm. Or a uh, vein. Yeah, so I hear catheter, but it's really just an IV. Yeah. <laughs> ripped it out, got blood everywhere, walked into my practice manager mopping up her blood. And I was like, oh, shit, was that my dog? And he said, yes, it was. Hmm. I understand why you take her to daycare every day. She has a lot of energy to expend. She's, she's got a, too much energy. She's a husky. She's got so much energy. Love That makes death. so much sense. That breed has so much I energy. I take her, if, I take her either to the dog park twice a day on days I'm off. <coughs> oh, excuse Bless me. Bless you. She's either at daycare all day when I'm working. When I'm off, we'll go in, on a hike in the morning, like three, four mile hike. And then in the afternoon, by like four or five o'clock, I have to take her to the park for another like hour or two, for her to just spend energy. Yeah, for yeah. her to just get beat up by other dogs. Get beat up. She She's the like most submissive punk. dog I've ever met. She sounds like she a punk. She sure is fucking cute though. She is so submissive. Any dog walks up to her, she's automatically on her back. <laughs> just like her mom. Oh, a little derp. I do go biking with her, though. She runs fast. It's terrifying. Just let her go full fucking speed. I bet you she's, like, bike. not terrifying, but if anybody ever tried to fuck with you, God forbid, like, oh, she'd tear oh, them no. a new one. She, I had someone knock on the door. Straight up, I told you about this. Sketchy-ass solar salesman, in quotations, 7.30 at night, knocking on my door, <laughs> some 20-year-old in jeans and a zip-up hoodie. No. Saying he worked for a solar company. And she's in between my legs trying to get at him to get pets. And he's like, can I pet your dog? Weird as hell. No. No, opening sentence. Because I, I was telling her I can't reach the peephole in my door because I'm too short. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any windows to be able to see out without them being able to see me. Right. And whenever my family comes over, they ring the doorbell and knock to be annoying. Mm-hmm. They'll do both, like, over and over again until I answer the door. And he was, like, ringing the doorbell and knocking. So I thought it was someone in my family because they just show up a lot. Right. And I open it and it's this kid in a backwards hoodie jeans and like vans and a zip up backwards hoodie or backwards hat sorry oh and a zip up hoodie and jeans and like vans and he's like yeah i work for a solar panel company oh yeah you have a really nice house by the way i really like your light because i have like a red light from halloween that we never changed just being weird as hell and freya my dog is just in between my legs just like will he pet me will he pet me (laughs) honestly it's good that she didn't sense any bad vibes from him because like and he goes, can I pet your dog? And I was like, oh, she's actually not very nice. <laughs> well, she's like, it's very, it's, well, it's very like, deceiving. 
It's very deceiving. She looks nice, but she's not really. She'll bite your hand I off like, and I swear you try to God, touch if you her. walk into this house, <laughs> she will roll over and let you pet her tummy. <laughs> but I will never tell you that. <laughs> slut. She's a slut for cuddles. 100%. Especially tummy cuddles. Oh, yes. Rub her belly she's and she's yours. She's a little heart on her tummy. little white she, heart. What a baby. She's like, look at my heart. My sweetie. I'll bring her next time. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh, we'll have to introduce her to Bingley. Oh, they'll love each other. I know, right? How's Bingley? Is he is he dominant? <laughs> Little dogs are assholes. I don't know. My dog is literally. I call him a live action teddy bear. He is love oh, incarnate. Okay, they'll get along. Yeah, like Bingley is like. Let me teach you the song of my people. <laughs> he uh, when he walks, he should have the. Uh, soundtrack that goes pretty much he's he's kind of a little hurt derp too but he's real cute he's real sweet like he's just the sweetest baby in the world he just turned eight in january i've had him for eight years it's so fucking crazy to me is he your first like your dog yeah well like i mean the golden retriever was like the family dog montana but he was like he was my dog but I found Bingley, like, I rescued Bingley. Yeah. Bingley's my dog, for sure. So, like, yeah. Yeah, Bingley is, like, like my actual soulmate. Bingley's such a funny name. I know. It's perfect. I've never met a dog that has fit his name, like, more perfectly than anybody. Like, he is such a Bingley, too. Such a Bingley. And literally, like, this dog is, like, loved by everybody. Yeah. Well, now, guys. Now you just need a dog. Nah. Yeah, that's what my kid she, says. Too. Yeah. No. We're. Get a naked cat. Yeah. Well, I think we did the damn thing. We did our first We interview. did the damn thing. We did the first guest. Y'all, and she'll, she'll be back. Most likely. She'll be back. No, she doesn't have a choice. She'll Play be back. Game. That was really good. Yes, I was, to play the card game. We have a card a game that we're interested in playing. I feel like I didn't say anything interesting. With the strangers thing. You said so many interesting really things. Strangers. No, you did good. You did really good. Thanks. I think it actually, it worked so nicely with the three of us. Like, I was kind of initially worried about the flow of it all, and it actually, yeah, it like... It hard with three people, because yeah. someone can feel left out or something. This was a fabulous episode. Thank you so much, Carolee, for coming on to play. It us. was so good seeing thank you, thank you thank again. You. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Boom. All night. Free. Love you per usual. Love you. Love y'all both. Oh, we love you so much. Thanks. <laughs> it was so good. So I good having you. I love you so, so much. I'm full of popcorn I'm chicken. I'm so happy that yes, you're Yes, vegan popcorn chicken so vegan good. Vegan popcorn chicken. Let's set the record straight. Let's be real. It was more crumbs than anything. Honestly, it was I had like three than... chicken popcorns. Let's, and, the and then the rest battered. was just, yeah, fried bread. Batter. Fried Which bread. Which is how it should be, truly. No, it was too, it was... There wasn't a good ratio. I it can handle a little, a little extra batter crunch every once in a while, but I need a, a majority. Majority chicken meat. I nope. had a burger. I don't know. <laughs> majority yeah. chicken meat. Right. Oh my god, I watched a Reddit live stream for four hours today of a goat in labor and giving birth. I was so fucking invested by the end of it. I was at work and my live stream was on and all my coworkers were like, she's, she's, I was like, you tell me when this fucking goat is about to give birth. Her name was Black Mamba. She had her BFF pumpkin there with her for emotional support. Dad. Like Kobe? 
Black Mama. Oh, I don't know sports. <laughs> R.I.P. in peace. Do you say rest in peace in peace? You said that earlier. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, rest my peace, best peace, friend. Alright. Have a good night. Oh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>